November, the month that is high up on the list of least favorite months. I mean, it's at the top, right there with February. Neither month has a holiday, and there's only two of them in Canada anyway. These are the two that are plagued with this shortcoming. Plus, November is the month when the daylight savings ends, and the clocks go back an hour, and darkness takes over early. And this all happens for the coldest part of the calendar year in the Northern Hemisphere. Face it, November is brutal. Hi, I'm Chris May, a ray of sunlight, aren't I? Host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. In the first week of November of 2005, a vicious witch's storm pummeled the lower Great Lakes region, packing wind gusts that were up and over 90 kilometers per hour. On November 9th, a tricky line of storms moved through the province. The day proved to be one of the wackiest weather days ever for the province of Ontario. This day in weather history. November is also one of the windiest months on the Great Lakes. Boy, November really doesn't have anything going for it, does it? They call them the Gales of November. Really nothing attractive about that name. And they've accounted for nearly half of the shipwrecks in the waters. As a matter of fact, coming up tomorrow on the November 10th episode of this podcast, we cover the November gale that took down the Edmund Fitzgerald. So be here for that for sure. How is this anomaly so prevailing and so consistent? Well, it's like real estate. Location, location, location. The Great Lakes are right smack dab in the middle of two conflicting air masses, the cold Arctic dry from the north and the much warmer and saturated air from the tropics to the south. This seasonal collision often brings this region rapidly changing conditions and therefore explosive weather systems. In November, the fall is giving way to winter, and the typical pattern is one where, along the overriding jet stream, cyclones will develop from the northwest in the Columbia Mountains and then track south and eastward into the Great Lakes, where they then get an extra shot of energy from the relatively warm lake waters. The resultant lows are often stronger than at any time of the year. These nasty storms are referred to colloquially as the Witches of November. The irony of here, of course, being that this only kicks in after Halloween. At any rate, let's get to the first week of November back in 2005 when one of these vicious witches pummeled the lower Great Lakes region, packing wind gusts over 90 kilometers per hour. It was in Ontario, where the extent of the damage was, for the most part, and it was minor and localized. The city of Hamilton suffered trees being torn down, ripped hydro lines, recycling boxes and debris being blown all around, and downed traffic lights. Emergency crews were overwhelmed by hundreds of distress calls. The strongest winds were primarily reported at higher elevations and in exposed areas that were to the lee of the Great Lakes shores. Ontario's Hydro One reported as many as 70,000 customers who were without power across the province. And it was not just a Canadian story either. South of the Great Lakes, the storm spawned a deadly tornado in Indiana, and that killed 22 people. Then on November 9th, this day in weather history, another line of storms moved through the province, and this is where things turned on its head. The day proved to be one of the wackiest weather days ever in Ontario. Check this tapestry of torment out, if you will. First, in southwest Ontario on the Michigan border, Windsor's temperature climbed to a balmy 20 degrees. In southeast Ontario, in Canada's national capital, Ottawa, they suffered a round of freezing rain. Off the shores of Georgian Bay in sort of central Ontario, I guess, the city of Barrie had snow 
And just to pile on, Hamilton experienced a very rare, very late in the season tornado. Let's discuss the Hamilton Twister. The tornado touched ground about 4 p.m. So while the entire population was still out and about, very dangerous. It was classified as an F1 category tornado packing winds up to 180 kilometers per hour, but it had enough raw strength to pick up and toss around dumpsters, cause walls to buckle, roofs to peel back, and cars to flip over. And that nightmare lasted 10 long minutes. It carved a narrow 7-kilometer path through the city, and in typical tornado fashion, it would cause extensive damage to some homes, but spare the next-door neighbors. At least a dozen homes were so badly damaged that residents could not move back in. Then what made all the news outlets' main lead story was the Hamilton School that was damaged. The Twister lifted the gym's roof clear off of its foundation. Miraculously, only two children suffered minor injuries in this storm event. Now, since record-keeping began way back in the early 1900s, only two had ever touched down in Canada later than November 9th. Leamington, November 29th of 1919, and Exeter, December 12th of 1946. So this was only the third, and it happened in 2005. On this day in weather history. Tomorrow is November 10th, and for this we have a certified epic story. The sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Remember that this episode will have an accompanying podcast video short that will be posted tomorrow to all Weather Network social media platforms and can also be found on our website, theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. That's tomorrow, all right here on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.